0: This week on the show, the spotlight is on Bayo Duoli, the creator of the Water Joke podcast. Bayo's journey into podcasting is anything but ordinary. He shares his own path, which started with a different career aspiration. Joining a network called Jamit in 2020, Bayo intended to be a voiceover artist. Little did he know that he would soon find himself delving into the world of podcasting. This surprising twist sets the stage for a revelation that is both insightful and entertaining. My name's Tony Doe, and this is Into the Podverse.
1: I'm pretty sure it's Hiya, I'm Bio, host of the Water Joke Podcast. And I'm excited to finally be going into the podverse with Tony Doe.
0: What a joke is not your run of the mill podcast. Bio describes it as experimental and unpredictable, and it's evident that he enjoys pushing boundaries. He covers a wide range of topics, from game shows to serious subjects and personal stories. Bio's willingness to experiment and try out new things is a testament to his creative spirit. If you're curious about the pivotal moments that led him down this unique path, you'll find it in this episode.
1: I'm going to start by saying that What A Joke was not originally my idea. Um, When I joined Jamit in 2020, Jamit is the network that um, produces my podcast. When I joined Jamit in 2020, I joined to be a voiceover artist. So I will say I was kind of tricked into podcasting. Um, But yeah, when I joined um, a couple of, sorry, I have a cold. A couple of other people joined around the same time and we're all given given we're all given a list of podcasts to choose from, and so there was a music podcast. I think um, there was possibly a political one, and then there was this one: comedy and education. So I asked a few friends actually, um, Laurel and Daniel, and they were the two people who actually encouraged me because I was like, "People, I'm not funny," <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, you're funny. You can play off." I'm like. Me? So, yeah, um, it was their uh, educational comedy podcast, which looked very insane to me at the time, but look who pulled it off.
0: Bios' storytelling skills shine through as he shares an intriguing and humorous story of how Australia fought a war against emus after World War II.
1: So, we all know the country Australia. I mean, we love Australia. It's the only country that's a continent. I know, the most, most dangerous place on the planet and all of that, all of that. But it, after World War II, or World War II, <laughs> um, Australia fought another crazy war. It was a civil war of sorts, but not between man and man or man and woman. It was between Australians, the Australian army to be specific, and their national bird, the emu. Now these birds, you think think ostriches were smaller, um, more bulletproof, (laughs) and way more way smarter, actually. Uh so the Australian army went up against the emus because the emus were stealing food from them. They went all guns blazing, they had this like car with a machine gun mounted, which was high-tech back in the day. And after the first, they they lost the first war basically, so you know they come back the second time and it's like okay you know what we've learned from the first time, and we're definitely gonna take them out this time and and they lose the second war too, <laughs> so um, that particular event is ingrained in my memory and the memories of anyone who listens, and if you listen to the episode you find out there's a lot more crazy stuff that went on around the time. Eventually the government had to hire bounty hunters for birds and you know it's like you know kill the bird get money that kind of also shows how a lot of people the government's problems can be solved if they just allow their citizens take care of it but not in nigeria
0: (laughs) so how does one achieve balance by mixing genres he touches on the delicate act of blending comedy and education, a challenge he's taking head on in his podcast.
1: Balance is a very strong word. You know, when people often talk about balance, they talk about it in somewhat equals. Um, You know, okay, yeah, you're balancing the scales so that one part isn't way more than the other. Um, Balance isn't easy to achieve in pretty much anything. For me, comedy comes easily. It's like, I'm not going to go too deep into why comedy comes easily, but um, most times, like, I can see the joke. I might not even be able to make it, but I can see the joke in a lot of things. And now the educational bit is, I think, where it's a bit tricky because for a long time, I really just thought people were seeing the comedic side of my podcast until... Um, a couple of people have told me that, oh yeah, I do learn this and this and that and that. And so I think I just do the comedy and allow the information, do the education. I mean, certain times you can teach people things, but they aren't going to learn it. I mean, you only learn what you want to. So, I mean, I don't try to teach. I just speak. And I mean, if you're engrossed enough, you might learn one or two things. Bayo's
0: Nigerian and African background, coupled with his exposure to international media, shape his unique style. This blend influences his podcasting approach, incorporating Nigerian slang and references, along with internationally understood
1: content. I'm I'm Nigerian. I'm African. I, I haven't experienced parts of the world outside of nigeria and africa beyond media and food and well, books still kind of media as well so a lot of the phrases i use on my podcast are still things i use every day um interacting with my friends um, i use a lot of nigerian slangs um i use nigerian references as well even though i also use references that are internationally understood i use um I use jokes, um, talk about events that happen around. So yes, my my um, background as an African does influence um, how I approach podcasting and comedy as well, um, or comedy rather. How I approach podcasting, I think that's more influenced by exposure to, to international media because I like to bring in um, other forms of media into podcasting um you know i grew up on a lot of on a lot of game shows um, soap operas um movies um so i've incorporated things like storytelling game shows and all of that into my my show as well so it's not like 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 i said i don't see myself trying to be like any other podcast because it would be hard very hard (laughs) Bayer also talks about
0: the power of humour in addressing serious topics. He believes that comedy can serve as a tool to engage and educate audiences on significant matters such as politics. His viewpoint adds depth to the discussion and underscores the importance of injecting humour into discussions that might otherwise be heavy.
1: I think comedy is one of the most important tools in speaking about politics talk to, I don't know what data tool is, but like talk to definitely because many people don't like to talk about serious things in a serious manner. Like if you're going to talk about something serious, at least make it a bit more lighthearted, you know, like, why are you going to tell me that people are dying? Do you want me to cry? No, mask it with a joke or a meme, like how Nigerians pretty much tackle every single horrible thing that happens. Because it's not like we're dense or it's not like we don't understand how serious it is, but it it, it helps us process. And so I think um, oftentimes comedy can be used as a starting point because even with serious topics um, being spoken on in a serious manner, plenty of people don't look at them in an objective sense. And sometimes comedy helps us to see that some of these things are actually very stupid. And if we weren't so blinded by um, the way we're being gaslighted by a faction or um, certain emotional attachments, we would realize that there are certain things that we could be doing about certain topics um, or issues that would fix problems in a more sensible, logical manner. That's better for everybody. So, but that's that's my opinion.
0: What made Bio choose comedy and education as the core elements of his show?
1: So I did mention that, um, I had to choose from a list of podcasts, so I could very well have been doing something very different. Um, but besides the fact that my friend told me that, oh yeah, I could totally pull it off. I mean, at any point in time, I might have maybe said, oh, okay, you know what, let me just go all educational. Um... But I thought there was one story I'd had in my head. Um, my friend and I, Tosin and I, discovered it years ago. Um, it's called the War of the Buckets. and it took place in Italy, um, medieval Italy, where these two warring cities started a war over a bucket. It's called the. It's also called the Battle of Zappellino because that's where it took place. So this side came with like was it thirty five thousand or seven thousand? I can't remember the number. And this other side, yeah, I think like in the tens of thousands, and this other side came like a few thousands, like five or seven, and the side with like five or 7,001, because the Abra came with mercenaries, and the other guys came with (laughs) farmers. And the thing is, the guys with the tens of thousands are the ones who the bucket was stolen from. So not only did they come with more people to try to get their bucket back, they were beaten, chased back into the city. And, um, you know, the other guys danced outside, but men died in that war, like 2000 men from both sides died fighting over a wooden bucket, which still exists, by the way, it's in the museum in the city, in the, in the city that won. So I had that episode in mind. and I'm like, you know what? This is probably part of the kind of education I want to do. I, I want to tell people about things that they would normally never come across. So I thought, you know what? Other people can do what they want to do. Aspire to perspire, however that goes. But I want to tell people about things that would not help them in a pinch, but would probably make them laugh if they randomly remembered it. But that said, um as the as the podcast um grew, I did start to incorporate elements of things that are a lot more essential to life. You know, just saying it's not every time I play, sometimes serious.
0: As a host of What a Joke podcast, Bio has likely interviewed various comedians and experts. And is there a guest or episode that left a lasting impression on him?
1: You know, believe it or not, Tony, I have not interviewed that many comedians. Um, and I think it's something I want to do more of going forward. Um, might even incorporate your style. But I did interview one comedian one time. Tolua um, Felaka and it was about this time he got dragged on social media like really dragged and I won't say why if you listen to the episode you'll find out so it was how he handled this situation you know it was very graceful Uh, oftentimes people can take being dragged on social media the wrong way and it's not always to their fault to blame but um, at the end of the day how you handle things is often a reflection of Uh, many things that go on in your head. Um, How you see yourself, um, how you've built yourself, how you see other people as well. Um, But he handled it pretty well. And on that episode, we kind of also talked about how to handle being dragged. So, you know, personally, I had the idea in mind for a long time and I was planning to get dragged myself to kind of work on it because these are the things I do for my fans. But I didn't have to. God provided the sacrificial lamb. Thank you Jesus, thank you Tolu.
0: <laughs> Into the podverse often explores the unique challenges faced by African podcasters. So what challenges has Bayo encountered while running What a Joke and how did he
1: overcome them? If I had to think of any issues, any challenges that I faced with, what a joke, it's consistency. Consistency for most people is um, just showing up. But for me, it's consistently bringing a certain level of content that my audience have either become used to or expect. And so it's... Um, the topics, the scripting, the work that goes into every episode um, and making sure that the ball isn't dropped because what a joke in itself started on a very high note and what I've tried to do is maintain or go even higher than before and that's why another thing is my podcast is so experimental because um, I enjoy a very high level of unpredictability while still maintaining some predictability like you can predict that the episode is going to be good question is just how good or that it will be entertaining, um, but I like to keep people guessing, so you can't say you know what's coming next. And that's for me, basically my philosophy. I have a very big um, philosophy based on plot twists when it comes to storytelling. When it comes to storytelling, um, so yes consistency. Um, at a point, I had to hire a few of my friends who are really good writers to help me write, and then I would just do like the sprucing up, put it in my own voice and then perform. Uh, but yes, um, I script my episodes because um, it can be very difficult to not go off script and ramble. So um, just keeping the level of quality consistent. Can you
0: give us a sneak peek into some of the exciting topics or guests you have planned for future episodes of what a joke podcast
1: oh yes i can um in terms of topics as uh, at least for guests eh, you'll have to wait and see but um before the year runs out i actually have a very important topic i want to talk about and it's um the the episode is titled left hands matter now you can probably guess what that's about um i'm right-handed I'm right-handed, but I really, really feel for the, the stigma, the plight, the, the unfortunate experiences that a lot of left-handed people have to experience on a daily, weekly, monthly from childhood to now. And it's something that if you're not left-handed, you would definitely sweep under the rug as it's not that serious, but it is for a lot of people. Um, there are a lot of young left-handed people who have to, you know, it's kind of like, you can't be yourself because um, it's not accepted, <laughs> which is a narrative that I think spills into a lot of other aspects of society and life. But specifically, I think this matters. And it's a comedy podcast. I mean, so if you think it doesn't matter, then all the more reason why I think it matters.
0: Bayo Dualee reflects on his journey as a multiple award-winning podcaster. He shares his personal favorite award and the significance it holds for him.
1: Oof, what's it like being a multiple award winning podcaster? Uh, I, I think it's. No, I don't want. I'm not going to brag. I'm not that guy. <laughs> it's an amazing feeling. I won't lie. It's, it does take some getting used to. So, in case anybody thought the first one was a fluke, a mistake, bam, hit you with the second one yeah (laughs) um which which award is my favorite um so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna focus on the apvas i do have another podcasting award actually um but my favorite is the second apva award because i the first one i was i was hit severely with imposter syndrome and i couldn't enjoy it i genuinely could not enjoy the win as much uh but the second one the second one i one of the nominees is a really huge um, podcast locally and internationally. And um, a couple of my friends are big fans. So, you know, going up against that podcast winning um, and like even seeing my community, because last year when this was happening, it was my friends that were really helping me push my friends and family. My mom, thank you so much, mommy. She sent it to everybody in the family group chats because there are a number of them. <laughs> um. So, yeah, the second one is really, really reassuring. It's a reaffirming statement that, yeah, Evidence Day. Hey there! If you're serious
0: about growing your podcast and reaching a wider audience, then listen up. Did you know that promoting your podcast on radio can take your show to new heights? Well, it's true. Radio advertising offers a broader reach, adds credibility, and opens doors to untapped audiences. But I've even got better news for you introducing radioadspread.com. With the code DOE800, you get access to a free consultation and your very own account manager. They'll guide you through the process, making it easy to start your radio advertising journey. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to expand your podcast's reach and influence. Visit radioadspread.com today and use the code DOE800. Your podcast deserves to shine. There's more information in the show notes. Into the Podverse is brought to you by Tony Doe Media and is expertly produced by yours truly. It's available everywhere you get your podcasts and do be sure to leave us a complimentary note via the links in the description. May the pod force be with you.
1: I'm pretty Yo. sure it's... Uh-huh. Techzilla.
0: Of course it is. Who do you think it was? Yeah. hey yo, eagle eye view from the killer man, Jarrah. Way above the clouds with my eye on the sparrow. Works pierce the air, invading space, sneaking through your ears, change the look of your face. The storyteller in this digital era, Could tell I got my groove back, like my name was Stella. The vibe is stellar, uh-huh. but the message and the teller, intertwining, and defining and the error. To those who oppose, I hereby propose the fist to the jaw. Would you prefer the nose? As the story goes, everybody knows, Mr. Tony. Come correct with the flow Hey yo what? I's the God broadcaster uh, That's well known as the chief of broadcaster Care yeah, to bring the peace to the world over Hades can't connect, best to move over